Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash hidden, H-I-D-D-E-N. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So, no strings attached. We're giving you a free book. You've heard us talk about how much we love Audible. Go give them a shot. And once again, promo code HIDDEN for audibletrial.com slash hidden. As always, we are sponsored by Illuminatus. Their pre-rolls are made like no other pre-roll out there. And they come in a sativa and indica blend, offering a discreet and satisfying experience every single time. Illuminatus products are always guaranteed to meet all government testing standards. So check them out at illuminatusbrand.com and on Instagram at team underscore Illuminatus. After narrowly avoiding being attacked by coyotes, mere mere moments ago, actually, yeah, they just they were just here on the prowl. <laughs> they were uh, like about ten feet behind where Jay's sitting currently, down down a little bit of stairs. Yeah, uh, they get they get pretty close to the uh, the bottom level. We heard all the dogs in the neighborhood freaking out, and that usually means coyotes are afoot. Oh, I know the call. I know the exact call. They do the same thing every time. It's very. It's very strange. It's the call of terror. It just yeah, sounds like a bunch it, of dogs. It really does. It sounds screaming in terror. Yeah, they know that the fucking the real predators are out because they do like to come over here and snatch up people's little dogs left and right. Oh yeah, that Easy happens pickings. all the time. Fucking yeah. birds will come over. Like in this neck of the woods, the the birds will swoop down and fucking kill small small Chihuahua style dogs. Yeah, yeah. It's it cracks me up. It's horrifying when they actually catch one. It's just. <laughs> yeah, a dog dying. It doesn't die gracefully. It dies in a uh, loud and painful sounding way. Yeah, you really feel the brutality of nature. Yes. Uh, when you the, hear it. The nature documentaries don't quite do justice to how brutal the death of a dog is. Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not a quiet thing, and it's not a quick thing. Of course, I guess Nat Geo doesn't typically show house dogs being killed. It's, it's more. <laughs> I'd be a very boring. That's the quarantine episode of uh, Nat Geo is they just go into people's houses and film them getting killed by local animals. I'd watch it. So would I. I mean, what else we got to watch at this point? I started watching Forged in Fire just because I was bored. And uh, uh, it's fairly entertaining from I don't time know to time. What that is that's uh, is the History Channel show where initially it seemed like they were bringing in people that were actual bladesmiths. Okay, but after about like season four, it seems like they just started bringing in amateurs, and then they did like these weird battle style competitions. Yeah, is that the one where they make the blade and then like demonstrate how strong it is basically? So they the first challenge when there's four of them uh-huh. is they usually have to make some sort of blade out of whatever the judges give them. Right. Uh usually they got to like chop a part off a of fucking I don't know, some sort of machinery and break it down into something else. Uh-huh. Which usually just ends up in people fucking shit up most of the time, which is pretty entertaining. <laughs> Uh, so they do that, and then there's the initial judgment where whoever's blade just looks like shit, or if it's snapped in half while they were yeah. trying to make it, they get kicked out. Then they finish that blade by putting the handle on, and then they do the test where they, like, hit it with something, and then they do a, the cut test, and then uh-huh. 
that uh, the the Asian dude just this will kill <laughs> I just every time, and then uh, <clears throat> then they give him the final challenge when they send the two final competitors home to kill their wives with the sword. I wish, uh, and then they get like five days at their home forge uh-huh. to make whatever strengthen it up. They make a new sword. No, it's oh, a new okay. sword, so they take five days to do it. No, they have to make the other one in fucking like three hours. It's an insane time to have to do that. So I did see a gif. It's probably from that show then. I, I saw a gif of some white dude the other day, like, chopping through skateboards with a sword. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Why, why is this the test for skateboarding? Or skateboarding. Metal, metallurgy now, is you have to craft a sword that's capable of cutting through multiple skateboard decks. I mean, it is funny just because... Watching, uh, especially the early seasons, it's uh, it's very easy to imagine like some of those dudes just being serial killers who just like making their own knives. Oh, absolutely! Because a few of those dudes are pretty creepy. They're that's uh, up there with the the model trains type thing. Like it's a certain type of autism that yeah. leads you to that. Uh, it's it's kind of become synonymous with the the weird neck beardy people. Uh, yeah, a little bit. There was an interesting uh. I saw a shift in the younger bladesmiths and like metal workers were uh, actually all kind of hipsters. Yeah, <clears throat> that's. I guess been trade, a weird hipster renaissance yeah, where like, they do old timey jobs. I was about to say like trade crafts are becoming hipster now. Well, they did that. Uh, the first place I saw it happen is with like uh, barber shops. Like they would do old timey barber shops where they yeah. dress up in like suspenders <laughs> and do straight edge, like the straight blade Although, shaves and shit like that. That makes a little sense though, just because it's more of a fashion statement. But yeah. blacksmithing is a lot of work. I can't imagine there's a huge market for uh, craft swords. I was wondering because most of them in the early seasons are professionals, but then it gets blended in with more like amateurs. Mm hmm. I don't know, like, that's an odd hobby to have. Because, yeah, I don't know how you, I don't even know how you make money doing that these days, to be honest, other than if you do, like, really bitchin', like, cutlery for kitchens or, I guess, hunting knives. You know where I bet a lot of the money comes from is people paying them to make swords that are from TV shows or, like, animes and shit. Oh, there's a few dudes who are, there were a few who are, like, historical blacksmiths who, like, recreate shit. One dude showed up looking like Zelda. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then, yeah, one of the, I mean, one of the judges is like a recreation expert. Um, so, and then was, what was it? They had a battle of blacksmiths where it was like, uh, what are they? Ferris's or something? The dudes who like make the horseshoes. Oh, and then there know. was like modern metal worker who had, he seemed like actually a pretty cool dude, but if you just looked at him, he was the creepiest looking dude. <laughs> He has, he looks like a serial killer. He has just this weird mustache uh, and he talks in a very funny manner. Like sling blade. But he fucking won. He made a beautiful sword. Well, if you're going to be creepy, you got to be good at your job. Yeah. But, uh, well, we can, uh, transition from ancient technologies. This was a good week for potential future technologies. Yeah. This was one of the, uh, most abundant UFO weeks in quite a while. I mean, we got. Info from a handful of different sources. Uh, there was the Rogan episode with Jacques Vallée, and uh, fuck, I forget the other dude's name. I'll have to look it up. But uh, the guy who directed uh, the Phenomenon, which I watched last night, that was it was a pretty good documentary, actually. I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to I'll have to hunt it down. It had a few cases uh, that I didn't actually really know about. There's an interesting one in Africa where they just literally it was like one of the 
it's supposedly the biggest uh, close encounter of the third kind recorded in modern history. And like, yeah, this craft just lands in like the middle of a school, like a place, like a elementary school. And the kids like see the thing and talk to them and, it's pretty interesting because they interviewed all the kids and a Harvard psychologist came and mm-hmm. talked to them. And they're all fucking crazy. <laughs> that's what you'd expect, but they're actually all very, very reasonable about it. And their stories are all similar. Like they all, it doesn't change. It's, it's weird. And then he tracked down some of the kids like 20 years later uh-huh. and they still have the exact story. It's like burned in their brain. It's like the the Fatima miracles. Kind of. It was, there was over a hundred kids that were, that literally saw the aliens. That's why can't we see the aliens? I know why. Why are we're not good enough? We gotta get on our uh, Doctor Greer C five shit. Are they afraid we'll make fun of them? <laughs> it's possible they don't want to, to incur our wrath, our mighty wrath. I have always wondered if aliens have a sense of humor. They'd have to, right? Like that's sort of a I don't know. That are they like Spock from Star Trek? That or, could be unique to us. You have to assume there's going to be a few things that are unique to us if there's other uh, civilizations out there. That would make sense. And I would would assume our nihilistic humor isn't something that's (laughs) terribly natural. I hope that's not the case, that we get invaded by aliens and they're all just super serious. I don't think they'll like... Pure logic. I don't think they'll be like unfunny. I just don't think they'll like... Make fun of kids getting AIDS or something like and think it's funny. The first alien stand-up. That would be... Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I'd be thrilled if they were hilarious. They wouldn't even have to be hilarious. It's uh, what I call... Uh, I've referred to it before, but like teacher funny. It yeah, wouldn't have to true. be that funny, but the novelty. You get the good, novelty would be good enough. Just a good zinger every now and then. Yeah. A good dad pun. <laughs> From the alien... Okay. Um, I got... The, the best article of the week came from the debrief, but yeah. that article is... I very much recommend it. It was yes. a fantastic article. It's very long. We'll, we'll cover most of it. Yes. So I'm going to read the sort of abridged version from Fox 5 San Diego here. They kind of boiled it down to a couple more e- uh, easily digestible talking points here. So uh, a new media reports shows what is described as an unidentified aerial object or UAP flying near a U.S. Navy jet, an article published Wednesday on the uh, the debrief website and new article Thursday. Writer Tim McMillan goes in detail about several top-level briefings on the UAP task force, the Advanced Aerospace Weapons Special Application Program, that's a long acronym, and the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program that were given to high-ranking members of Congress and military staff. In the more recent article, Debrief debrief published a photograph showing what is characterized as UAP. We'll throw that up on screen in a minute. One of the new pieces of information is about a recent UAPTF report put out this past summer, which included a photograph taken by a military pilot showing an object near his jet. The debrief writes the photo was taken by a military fighter pilot during a flight off the eastern coast of the U.S., In 2019, Mystery Wire was given a copy of the same cockpit photo. Mystery Wire was told the photograph was taken in 2018 by a Navy pilot using his cell phone. At this time, we cannot confirm if there are other photographs of this object. So that's pretty much what you need to know uh, in terms of the the new picture that's come out. I guess it was some fighter jet pilot. They they say it was around 25,000, 30,000 feet. You're talking about the cube or the triangle? The cube, I believe, was the yeah. one they said was at twenty five, thirty thousand feet. Yes, that was uh, that. Yeah, they found it uh, hovering there. I'll bring it up in a second. 
Um, yeah, that was one. So there was a cube and then there was a triangle. They have not released a picture of the triangle yet, but okay. in the Rogan episode, um, the dude said that there are people working to get that out. So I assume it's either going to come out or someone's going to release it. Now, the cube to me doesn't quite look like a cube. It almost looks more, it kind of looks like a like a police badge shape. Like it's got a... It's got a bit of a triangle to it. I've got it up now here Yeah, for the people on uh, video. But yeah, I mean, it's only a little pixel out there in the initial picture, but when you zoom in, it yeah, it does have more of a curved edge, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's almost, hard to tell because from that distance, it's so pixelated. It's almost heart-like in a, a little, way. Yeah, a little bit. It looks like a shield from like a video game. Or a, a Ouija board plant shit, like the yeah. thing you push around on the Ouija board. That's, that's yeah. what it looks like to me. But it is a very clear photo. This is probably the clearest photo I've seen of a uh, UFO. Yeah, definitely recently from an official source outside that video. Um, now, it is interesting because in that article it does say that the picture of the triangular craft is crystal clear. And mm. that is the one that was uh, supposedly coming out of the Atlantic Ocean. So, yes, uh, points to Dr. Greer for the, uh, he yeah, brought he out really, that insider. I do wonder if he had been filtering out some of this information, because we know he probably has the biggest trove. And it was some interesting timing that he had an insider come out talking about, uh, what are they called? Unidentified, uh, USPs, submersible, yeah, yeah, submersible. So it was interesting that he kind of, uh, if you want to listen to that episode, by the way, we go over all the, uh, insider testimony. I think it's 94. Fuck. I don't know. I think somewhere, it's 94. Somewhere in there. You'll see it. It's, it's got Stephen Greer in the title. But, uh, yeah, he had some pretty solid timing and I do wonder if there was a little coordination there because he has government sources and it seems like this was a government release with a few civilians uh, added into it. Yeah, so in the the debrief article, they talk about how a lot of people who've been on ships have confirmed that they see a lot of high-speed objects on radar. On the submarines. Yes, Yeah. that they can't quite explain. And this is a theory that seems to be gaining more traction, is that the, the ships are coming from or yeah. flying into the ocean for so, some reason. So the way it's put in this article on the debrief is uh, they say officials who read it say the report primarily focused on uh, unidentified submersible phenomena or unidentified transmedium vehicles capable of operating both underwater and in the air, mm -hmm. which is interesting because then in watching uh, that phenomenon documentary, he has a few examples too where they're coming out of the ocean essentially um, and it does posit the question, which would be a great twist, is if the aliens were actually just here to begin with. Yeah. Like, because they technically would be alien, but at the same time, like, they're not. I also, when I was thinking about that, thought it would make a little more sense in regards to the, hey, you need to stop fucking up this planet, because we already know there's a ton of these planets out there. It's not that unique. Yes, so if they it were would living make, here. It would make more yeah. sense if they were living here and like, hey, can you stop blowing <laughs> shit up, man? Because uh, it's kind of fucking with us. Yeah, if the ocean level gets fucked up, that probably, uh, if they're living down there. I mean, I would just assume like the seismic activity could, especially when they're blowing them up in the ocean. But yeah, like the seismic activity could, I would assume, fuck up whatever they have down there. But that would make a little bit of sense, especially if they're smaller beings. You could... There's enough caverns and cavities in the 
mantle and whatnot to probably find somewhere to go. And yeah, if it's an anti-gravity vehicle, it should be able to fly through fucking everything. But it is interesting that this is only now becoming part of the narrative because this was never part of the narrative before. Yeah. Even though it was known for the most part. There's been a huge shift to these submersibles in like the last two-ish years or so, I would say. Like, I, well, I really hadn't heard about them much before. It's more so the shift to calling them transmedium, because that's a better way to put it, because it can fly through anything. What it's flying through is irrelevant. Yeah, it's moving through the water and the air at the same pace, apparently. Yeah, so it's more just interesting that they're connecting the two when essentially they should always have been connected. But I guess I had never even... I mean, you've heard we've heard Hollow Earth before, but... Yeah. I haven't really heard anybody go into, that's where the UFOs are coming from. I guess it could be, uh, you go honeycomb Earth with it, and there's just various uh, caves they're living in, like Batman. <laughs> they just got uh, some super secret bunker that they that would develop in, their technology in. I mean, that would, in theory, make sense. Like, if they've been around, like, if they were around when that fucking asteroid hit the dinosaurs, they'd have been like, well, it's either into the inside of the Earth or we <laughs> die. Go um, hang out at the bottom of the ocean. But I am interested to see what this continues to lead to. Yes. It seems I, like this is going to lead to something, a few more uh They seem revelations. to be hinting that further revelations are to come. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, in the UFO community, it's uh, you learn to not get your hopes up because uh, I can't tell you how long disclosure was right around the corner since, since I was about... 14, as far as I can remember. Disclosure's it's been right around the corner. It's always coming. It's always coming. But it's been interesting because these have been from more official channels than usual. Yes, way way more official. I did see our, our boy Hal Putoff showed up in the debrief article, which kudos to him. I, I kind of talked shit on him before, but... No mention of Pete Peterson. No, no, no Pete Peterson, no David Wilcock, no Corey Good, no Emory Smith. None of those people, no Bashar, but... Well, Bashard never claims to be giving people any information. No, he's just channeling. So I guess uh, this is a, a score for the uh, To the Stars Academy, Dr. Greer side of the UFO community, because I, yeah. they mentioned Elizondo in that, uh, mm -hmm. Luis Elizondo, yep. in that article, and he's part of the To the Stars Academy, I believe. Yeah, he is. He's one of the people he got on with him, because he's one of the more official names, yeah. So it looks like some of the information is likely coming through their sources to uh, to some extent, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And it's it's interesting that, once again, it's coming from a handful of people, so you do wonder if this is... It does feel a little coordinated. To what end, I wonder? Like, to what... I mean... Is it just there's so much shit going on now, it's fine to sort of leak it out because not many people are paying attention to it? Or... Well, this is just my personal belief, but the Donald has finally put enough people in charge of declassifying and classifying shit that I think we're finally getting some stuff moving. That would be interesting. And one of the things a lot of people have said, and what I think he should do, is fucking declassify all sorts of shit on the way out. That would be the best, like, the biggest baller move yeah. for leaving the presidency is to just declassify all the alien shit. Yeah, all the alien shit, all the Russia shit, the JFK shit, just let it all out. Give it to us. Yeah. The world's already in turmoil. You're not going to upset us anymore. Look, lunatics already like him. If he does that, <laughs> they'll fucking go to war for him. Yeah, that might be the thing that uh, can win him the election.
is full disclosure. Well, because if you go, look, folks, they've been lying to you for years. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, like, there is a little credence to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ultimate lie. Is yeah. That there were other forms of intelligent life. And that's something that was repeatedly brought up in that article as well, is they seem to be weighing the fact that it could be alien life quite heavily. It's not like one of many considerations. It's a more well, lead theory in it. I mean, yeah, with this particular evidence, like, there's only a handful of options. Because even if there's not necessarily an alien in it, there's probably an alien control in it. I would like to know, I haven't seen anything about the uh, the dimensions of it, but uh, it looks to be a decent size. It's. I'm sure it's, well... So in the Phenomenon documentary, he talks about one that was a bit smaller. Now, by smaller, I mean it's still like the size of a car. But Right. So I would assume these ones were probably bigger. If the It looked if, bigger. If they were big enough for the military and the Air Force to notice them and be like, hey, what the fuck is that? Also, for the guy to get a picture on his camera phone from far enough away, like just taking a picture with your iPhone, if it was tiny, it wouldn't really show up because uh, it's, it's a... It's not super far off in the picture, but you do kind of have to zoom in to really get the full effect. Yeah, I mean, you have to... And I'm assuming if they get this other photo released, that might kick it up a notch, because the other one is apparently they were very close, and it's a very clear picture of whatever they were tracking. I would love to see that. Because that was, uh, that was one of, kind of the big reveal on that Rogan episode was... Uh, that they were trying to get that information released. And there were a lot of people working from within the government to get it released. Oddly enough, wasn't this around the time that we got that other article the uh, you, two years ago when they, they put out the, the New York Times article about the Tic Tac UFO? Yeah, I yeah. think that was around the same time of year. I think it was mid-December of 2018. That's kind of uh, what inspired that guy to really do that documentary was the fact that it was on the front page of the New York Times. Because that was apparently, I mean, I guess that's the first... The first time, at least in recent memory, that they've had a front page uh, article about UFOs that was serious. It's the first time I've ever seen people talk about it in a semi-legitimate manner, where they're not just dismissing it immediately. It's not just dismissed out of hand. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's. I mean, I think that th what started to change is the people coming out as witnesses and whatnot are primarily military. Yeah, it's not a bunch of—I mean, it's what the, the community needed. It's not a bunch of crazy people coming out and uh, talking all kinds of shit. It's—this is slowly trickling out from military sources. Yeah, these are legit channels coming out, and it's people who not only understand the technology, but they understand whether or not it's realistic to have come from us. Because if you're an Air Force pilot, you're going to know what we got to fly. Yeah, or you would think so. It's possible it could be some, you know, super— Black Ops shit. That's true. They're, the SSP is always still an option. Yes. The secret space program actually made of, might have gotten a little more credence because I guess they would never be able to say that out loud if it was an actual program beforehand. Yeah, I mean, we've we talked about it before, obviously, but the, the original, like the Black Triangles were, they were... Uh, the UFOs that popped up in like the 90s or whatever yeah, were, were just military craft. So it's possible yeah. we're seeing something similar, but all the, kind of, all the crafts have kind of been differently shaped or behaved differently. Like none of them exhibit the same sort of behavior seemingly. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is that they're different shapes. 
the reason the ones in the 90s were a little easier to figure out was because it was always the exact same shape. But yeah, in this one, the black triangle. between Fravor and this, we've got the tic-tac, we've got the cube, and we've got that triangle. So that would also beg the question then, would one alien civilization need three different ships? Yeah, I wonder if it's like a private jet, a helicopter. That's <laughs> like what I'm a, saying. Like a 747 type thing. I don't know whether or not I'm supposed to interpret that as there's three different sects out there doing something or they just have a variety of ships. You would have to think if there's one, there's got to be more. It de- If we're saying inside like the Earth at the moment, mm-hmm. maybe. But I would also... Think- I think it's probably... Well, at least what it seems like, it's probably going to be a little bit of both. It seems like we're probably going to have some that were coming from elsewhere and maybe a few that were coming from here. The fact that they all uh, sort of look to have the uh, similar propulsion system might sort of lean me towards it all being from one specific uh, group. Yeah, I, none that's are... true. I don't know if that's just the the end game of propulsion systems. Though. It could be. Maybe they all just independently come to the same conclusion. Yeah. That's the way you do it. I don't entirely know what could possibly be better. Yeah, just being able to float in the air is about as good as it gets. Oh, I mean, you could just fly through literal. You could fly through magma. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I would love be... to fly underwater, not yeah. like a Malaysian Airlines way, but yeah. in a go look for Nessie. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Maybe that's what Nessie is. Maybe there's a bunch of aliens at the bottom of that shitty lake. Nessie's an alien? <laughs> Might as well be. They have a special technology where every time you take a picture of them, it's blurry. It disappears. Yeah. <laughs> it's cloaking tech. It was funny because they were talking about how, in that Rogan episode, how like materials have a funny habit of missing and disappearing. Yes, that is a, an issue that seems to plague the UFO community. Is Quite a lot. Is uh, scientific research disappearing, labs being uh, supposedly shut down. Yeah. Which now, makes it a little less easy to believe. Although, in this day and age, if you really felt like you had stumbled onto something, I would go straight to Elon Musk and be like, hey, my dude, you want to change the world? Because he's crazy enough to be like, fuck yeah, bro, let's do it. I mean, the first thing I would do is just post videos on YouTube. and I would just blast the video out there everywhere. Because, well, because they always be like, I'm going to get killed for finding this out. It's like, I think they can find a way to still profit off it, even if they don't profit off the electricity. They're just going to profit off what you buy and use it with. Yes, at this point, we have the ability to incorporate new technologies into our society. I get the, uh, the oil cartels are, are big and powerful, but I think... Well, I think just, we could uh, move forward without them killing everyone, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like they got smart people working for them. Like, I'm sure they can adjust the business strategy should unlimited energy be available because think of the cool shit they could make. Yeah, they're they're the ones with all the money to begin with, so they'd yeah. be the best able to adopt the new technology. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I've never quite understood that. But, yeah, in this day and age, I feel like, Maybe we are just finally at the point where this can actually happen. Because I was thinking, if they actually had suspected that, like, say, the Roswell crash was actually a civilization they found out was somewhere under the water, uh-huh. that makes a little more sense why they were actually like, this is, we can't let this get out. Because then it's not just someone coming from a different planet that we have no control over and no ability to stop. 
this is they're already fucking here. Yeah, and we can't that keep makes tabs a little, on them. Well, that makes a little more sense even than like, no, we can't tell people because the Catholics will fucking lose their minds. <laughs> like that seems like a that always felt like a cop it's out. It's a to weak me. excuse. Yeah, it was a well, it's just a weak rationale from a general because like, what do you give a fuck? But uh, but if they really thought like, I think they're here. That makes a little more of like we should we we can't tell people about this or they'll freak out because not only are they different beings, uh, they live here too. We're the squatters. We're gonna have to give them rights. That's like they're gonna be voting and shit. That just makes a little more sense if I was being realistic about why can we never tell anyone. Although at this point it seems, but yeah, it feels if I feel like a shift is coming. I don't know if that means disclosure, but I feel like maybe they'll just start letting more people talk about it. Well, Tom DeLonge, going back to your previous point of why they don't talk about it, he always seems to hint that they're dangerous and they don't exactly have our best uh, interest at heart. They're they're uh, potentially combative sort of entities. Yeah, which is where he differs from... Uh, Almost every other UFO person. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Well, especially in the new wave. The new wave is very much like they're not here to fuck with this. It's lovey-dovey. It's crystal shit. Yeah, although I guess no, because with David, there is there are dark entities, so there's a little bit of both. I guess Dr. Greer has said there's a little bit of both, too, but I think he's said for the most part that they're not uh, evil. However, with um, Tom DeLonge working with military people, they would want the aliens to be scary, because that's, that's how they keep their thing going. They don't want them to be... Oh, Helpful. yeah. Like, oh. they want to have to fight them. That's that's how you get all the, the military money in the world. Well, once again, I said, what's the point of Space Force if there's no aliens to fight? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what they do on a day-to-day basis. I don't I know mean, if they're... You're not getting me to sign up to go fly around in space if I don't get to shoot at little green men. Yeah, or, or what are they doing currently? Are they just engineering craft, or are they just uh, pointing guns at the sky hoping to see something they can shoot? They're uh, selling merch. <laughs> it is. It does have nice merch. It's dope merch. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I mean, I think at the moment they're probably. They're, I think they're still waiting on Elon and Jeff to figure out who's gonna build the the best rocket. Who can get us there? Because NASA's not really building rockets now. I also do wonder if that timing makes a little sense, and the fact that the technology is starting to come out more so than any information on the beings. Because the technology could be important for space. So if we got Space Force and we're like, well, we we need to up our game because this is what they're using. I I just thought of this, so maybe there's holes in this, but maybe it's because our technology is slowly starting to catch up to them. So it wouldn't be as big of a shock to reveal it. That's what I meant. I think yeah. we're finally at the point where it's within the realm of understanding because if you revealed this technology after something like roswell whatever year that was it was 50 something 60 something i don't fucking remember look dog velcro came out of roswell <laughs> and that freaked people the fuck out so yeah if they if they came out and we just had smartphones right after roswell everyone probably would have lost their shit but or yeah. or anti-gravity craft free energy shit so now that we're inching closer to being uh technologically advanced as a a world as a whole we're at the point where i think the leap isn't is it still be a hell of a leap it's a hell of a leap but, but it's not uh 
break people's brain type leap. It's not an inconceivable leap. Like we're yeah. at the point where we can shoot rockets into space and then the, the major part of the rocket comes back down, lands on a like launch pad in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And especially if we have had a few of them for a while, I'm sure we got a pretty good idea how they work. Uh, now it could be a scenario like Bob Lazar where maybe we don't have the ability to make the fuel. Um, but Jacques Vallée did mention that they're doing a uh, more in-depth uh, examination of some of the materials he has. Because mm. as he's working it with uh, one of the scientists at Stanford, because okay. they built like this crazy machine to literally look at the atomic structure. What's up with Stanford being involved in all the alien shit? They're, they is got, there just one guy there? Is he a huge got, fan of aliens? They got good funding. I think it's because it's in Silicon Valley and all those dudes like aliens. Yeah, it's a bunch of nerds trying to yeah, <laughs> trying so, to create Star Trek in the real well, real world. So what this particular scientist was trying to do is he wanted to look at it so he could see the atomic structure and essentially how they're putting it together, and then he wants to try to replicate it and try to use it for some sort of application to then figure out what the fuck they were using it for. This sounds like a great way to blow up an entire university. It would be funny if Stanford <laughs> is just flattened because this dude starts fucking around with something he doesn't understand. Nothing but a crater where Stanford once stood. But there, it is interesting to see actual interest from scientists and not only like, hey, what is that? But, hey, how do we use that? Yeah, it's not a bunch of uh, fucking weirdos listening to the Outer Limits theme song and talking about all the aliens they've seen, how they've yeah. been abducted and uh, had their ass fingered by an alien. Yeah, because, like, those are the dudes who should probably be like, hey, what is this shit? Because the scientists are the one that would be like, you're holding out on us? I still want the... I, I'm still waiting on a smoking gun video. I thought, oh, I got so hyped the other day. There was a video that came out where it looked like a bunch of craft uh, over the pyramids. Uh-huh. And then... I was like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. And I started looking into it more, and it was just a bunch of people parachuting. It's <laughs> like, ah, oh, fuck. It was, so, it was so impressive because it was at night, so you really couldn't, like, see the parachute. You just saw, like, big things with lights on them and a bunch of them. It it looked good. It's always I would, a, it's I would always, send you the link if the internet was working. But. It's always a bummer when your bubble gets burst. Yeah, but those those precious seconds when I can believe they're that's so when fun. life is good. They're so fun. They're it's so the rest fun. of the time everything's terrible. But those those precious I'm, half seconds. I'm kind of hoping that's what this other picture is that they haven't released yet, because the triangle picture they supposedly have is very very clear. So was, I think that could be not maybe not a smoking gun per se, but. A bullet wound that's hard to ignore. The triangle ca uh, craft, was that in the water or just near the water? Came out of the Atlantic and then... Straight up? Shot away, straight up. Huh. I don't know that they've ever caught them re, like, resubmerging, though. I know the Tic Tac was, like, coming in and out of the water a little bit, but I don't know if they've ever seen them, like, return to the base. I, yeah, I, I haven't we, heard of that either. I've heard of them spotting shit underwater, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard of people actually witnessing the transition. Yeah, so I don't know if we just haven't seen them come back. But if, apparently there's certain areas in the ocean where there's a lot of activity. So you'd think you'd be able to, like yeah. the Marianas Trenches, mm -hmm. uh, what Greer's insider talked about. So you'd yeah, think yeah. you would be able to do some sort of research, uh, granted the Marianas Trenches, Impossible to explore to its full extent because it's so fucking deep. But well, I mean, that's one of the interesting things about getting a little more disclosure from 
the Army and Navy and whatnot, because if anything was going into the water, the Navy is, uh, they're going to hear it. They're going to, or see it, because they have crazy acoustic instruments uh, in those oceans. And we got them stationed all over. Yeah, so I would assume they probably have some good data on re-entry if, uh, if there's any data to be had. Um, but I, I wonder if that other picture comes out and it's as clear as it's supposed to be, if that leads to more of the like videos and such coming out. Because at that point, you might as well yeah, show the certain, people a little something. At a certain point, the dam's got to break. Like So much has yeah. to build up that eventually it just sort of bursts through. Yeah, I mean, because if it's close enough to a smoking gun where it's like, all right, something's there, man. Are you just going to tease us with it? Or are you yeah. going to like <laughs> let me know what the fuck is going on? Because if I just get to see a perfect picture and then nothing else, I'm not signing up for the Space Force. I'm going to be bummed when this all turns out to be an ad for a movie. Like what is his <laughs> new Mission Impossible coming out? Yeah, it's just some fucking ARG game. But there was some other uh, wasn't there some other alien shit you uh, came across this week outside of? Uh, I watched an interesting documentary called uh, Two Face the Gray. Okay, which was by um, bring up his name on a Caleb K six something like that. I'm finding a second, but uh, initially he had done a previous documentary called uh, Sir No Face. Which okay. I guess he was like a he's like a ghost hunter and been that before paranormal shit. But uh, so it was apparently like the only paranormal investigation sanctioned by Australia, the government. Okay, and I guess they were on an island or some shit. I don't know, but they encountered what they thought at the time was a ghost. Uh, and I guess they had a few encounters with it, and there's video of it. Um, but then I guess while they were doing their movie tour, uh, people kept coming up and be like, "Hey, I think I think that's an alien." And eventually, I guess at one of their final uh, stops, the guy they dubbed the Tattooed Man. Uh, <laughs> a very creative name. Hands him like a packet. Uh, first, I guess he sent him like a crazy long email, and then he gave him some sort of packet. Um, I believe the alias, the dude who sent him the email was going by uh, David Daniel Skyfall. <laughs> okay. Something like that. Like uh, the Bond movie? Yeah, so essentially what had transpired according to Mr. Skyfall's theory uh-huh. was that they were actually being used by the Australian government to test people's reaction to what would be a... The information being disclosed? No, a fake alien. Oh. Because he references another Dr. Greer talk where um, Greer was mentioning how they had a place in Australia where they were manufacturing greys. Uh-huh. which were like biological, but then if you get down all the way inside, they're robots, kind of like the, the sex bots. Wow, I have not heard that before. Yeah, so they were, he was tying it together in that they were actually paid by the Australian government not to research any paranormal shit. They just wanted to test people's reaction so to... So it was almost, it was like an alien false flag of sorts. Yeah, they were workshopping it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. they're workshopping the bit. For the potential, what this dude was eventually telling telling him uh, for, yeah, an alien false flag. Now, this guy posits that the initial false flag will be because they believe an actual attack is coming. So they want people primed and ready for the real attack. I don't know what the fuck we do if aliens attack. I don't don't know that we got that that sort of attack. I think what would come along with false flag is like, hey, we found this ship, like, crashed. Uh, and we figured out how it works. We got anti-gravity now. Surprise! 
that would make 2020 slightly better if, if we just get some sort of amazing technology at the end of this. So I mean, far, all we've gotten is the PlayStation 5. I don't know how many people need to die in the false flag, but yeah, whatever it takes for anti-gravity, I suppose. Sign that, me up. Uh, that always was, according to Werner uh, von Braun's assistant, that was mm-hmm. always like the last thing on the false flag front. It, it went like uh, terrorist and a few other things in between, and the final yeah. one was alien false flag. Alien false flag, yeah. And then, let's see, the other part of the Skyfall dude's theory was... I guess he had like the three things that humanity's done wrong, and one was nuclear weapons. The other one was uh, like deep sea drilling, because okay. I guess he has this skyfall theory where if you drill too far and you hit the the core, it'll like shoot up a plume of gas or it's I don't know, pop in the balloon, lava or whatever. Yeah, and it'll like fucking. The Earth's just gonna fly all over space, like yeah. that. It's it's gas. And I guess like the. Uh, the the unique thing that happens is like rocks rain from the sky. I don't know. It was a it was a convoluted that part. Sounds of the, awful. It was a convoluted part of the theory, but uh, apparently it allegedly has already happened in. I want to say I think the Czech Republic said somewhere <laughs> in there, and they're trying to. He said that that's the reason they're doing all the uh, chemtrails. Okay, was to cover up the the skyfall so people didn't figure it out. Well, my favorite part of his theory so far is uh, aliens and ghosts potentially being the same thing, I guess. That's... No, 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 that's not the theory. They were sent there to research it under the guise of it being a ghost, ghost. or a paranormal right. of some sort. But it was actually a gray. Well, in which case, I'm going to steal it and make it my theory that aliens and ghosts are the same thing. That could be an interesting theory. It's just, it. <laughs> you're just not recognizing it's an actual being. You just think it's a ghost because well, it's too weird. Well, they talk about how aliens could move potentially in different dimensions, and that would explain ghosts as just being entities in different dimensions that we're not able to communicate with or see because they exist outside of our perception. The same way you wouldn't yeah. be able to fully see a 3D object in a 2D world. They could be a, a extra-dimensional entity within... A 3D world. I like to think there's just like a special place in Disneyland where they're just making these grays <laughs> and just, shipping them out. That's uh, that's the whole reason Disneyland was set up. It was just to get robotics uh, engineering. It's what they're doing at Tomorrowland, the, the inventions of tomorrow, whatever the fuck that place was. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I don't feel like the grays are intimidating enough. They're too small. They're also kind of generic. That's like hack alien. That's uh, yeah. just like a, a gray, big-headed, weird-looking thing. Yeah, it's not very deep. It's a pretty shallow uh, thought. Because, yeah, if I was going to freak people out, I'd make it like 10 feet tall or some shit. <laughs> you think we'd let them play sports? Uh, like under Title IX, are they going to be required to be allowed to play sports with everyone? I mean, would they be good? If you're that tall? Oh, if they're tall aliens? Yeah. Maybe. Play it depends, depends if it's, like, unfair. Like, if you let LeBron in the WNBA. Like, it might ruin <laughs> the game if the alien is too good. Well, it also sort of uh, begs the question, if they can develop craft that seem to have supernatural ability, do the, the beings themselves possess some sort of extra sensory uh, ability? The greys are usually said to be, like, telepathic, I believe. Right. So that would... Now, how the fuck does that work? Like, uh, that would almost mean they would have to work with us for disclosure. Otherwise, they would be able to 
combat it by being able to read people's minds or insert thoughts into them. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense that they would have to shepherd us there. I'm not nearly stoned enough for this. <laughs> so I, it was a it was a good night last night. I stumbled onto all sorts of good stuff. Well, I got my homework for tonight. Uh, but we can we can end on on our alien update. We can end with the the tale of the monoliths. Oh yes, this this has been popping up everywhere. The the world's most disappointing monolith. Yeah, I really didn't think this was going to become a thing. Me neither. It's kind of become a meme in the last week. Yeah, I haven't been able to tell if it was a well-planned just art exhibit, pretty much. That's where my money would be. Because it popped up in a lot of different places really quickly. Like, And I get that that's not exactly a hard thing to make. It's just a fucking metal triangle. Yeah, uh, it's, it, for those of you who haven't seen it, it looks like a eight-foot-tall metal mirror-type object, basically. Now, there, there were a few pretty rad pictures in that Utah desert. I might have to paint one of those because it, it looked pretty cool in the red rocks and shit behind yeah, it. Yeah, it. it looks awesome. It looked cool. But uh, So another one popped up in California um, after, this was, I guess, what, two weeks after the original one was found? Yeah. Um, at... Atascadero's Pine Mountain in San Luis Obispo. Road trip. Uh, well, I don't know if it gets into it in this article, but I had read another one where I think a bunch of like white uh, supremacists went to the, <laughs> went to this one and were chanting like uh, I don't know, like not in our country or some shit. And they <laughs> trying to make the aliens go back home. They tore it down go and back they, to your country. Now it sounded like satire when I was reading it, it but does. I, I think they apparently were serious. But uh, yeah, no, they were chanting like Christ is King, and fucking cut that down and replaced it with a wooden cross. And what? I was like, that is. The cringiest fucking thing I've ever heard. Because I guess they're chanting like, "We don't want no illegal aliens <laughs> from Mexico or outer space." I guess they would probably consider them to be a demon of some sort. I think that's what they were implying. So they gotta, they gotta represent for Christ. I don't know where in the Bible it says that the aliens are the demons, but it's just I found it so funny that they were like. No, no, Jesus is not going to be happy with this. We have to cut this down. If we end 2020 with a war between the white supremacists and the aliens, I'll and, be happy. And the alien community? Yes. Yo, David, we're going to blows, bro. We're going <laughs> to fuck these dudes up, man. Yeah, we're, we're fighting for the aliens. Look, look, any, any, any questions? Off. This is war. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> is accepted freely. I don't give a fuck where you got that information from. Unless they're trying to kill us. Tell Pete Peterson <laughs> and Gonzalez to show up. We got, we got beef to handle. I think, uh, I mean, the most likely explanation to me would be these monoliths were just some sort of like Banksy art. Yeah, that's, uh, it's almost a 99% chance that this was just an art student who had been waiting like yeah, five some, years for some this. Some sort of art installment just done over a period of a few days. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that will probably come out if that's the case in another, I don't know how, unless they have another one or two to plant, but. You would think they want credit. Granted, I don't know if they put them, because they are in like, uh, sort of nature areas and oh, sometimes it's a pretty big no-no to one of them erect structures or alter the natural surroundings in uh like natural reserve areas yeah one of them was in uh fuck it was somewhere in europe i think it was uh rome or something i don't remember but uh they actually placed it near like an ancient shrine and it was actually the the mayor was even like or whatever the fuck they have there yeah was like you're <laughs> the not guy with the biggest uh, yeah. biceps gets to run the country he's like yeah you're not actually supposed to put anything here he's like 
but we're going to use it as a tourist attraction. I think it got taken down, but I did find it funny. They're just like, well, it's not supposed to be here, but for five bucks, I'll let you see it. I'm kind of impressed that no just drunk dude has just gone and fucked it up yet. I mean, uh, those fucking Christ is King dudes, were, <laughs> I, I guess, hope they yeah. were drunk. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think you go out to the the desert to fight a mirror <laughs> on some like Don Quixote shit unless was, uh, you've got the righteous anger of uh, Coors Light and God inside you. Nah, those dudes drink natty. <laughs> they can't afford Coors natty light. But uh, yeah, I mean, there have been some pretty good crowds at a few of them build up. I think that was why one of them got uh, taken down. I think it was causing way too many people to just park their cars out there. I don't exactly know how cool it could be. It looks pretty boring. Like, outside of the fact that they popped up out of nowhere, they don't look terribly exciting. I feel like the picture is enough. Unless you tell yes. me, like, this actually came from somewhere else, like, okay, then I might want to go look at it. But, or if uh, it's a uh, 100 feet tall or something. Yeah, if it was something obnoxious, like that Gundam robot. Yes, but it uh, it looks more, looks like a basketball hoop height. It's not that tall. Object. Yeah, it wasn't particular. I think it was like 10, 10 or 12 feet. Yeah, that's, so, uh, it's underwhelming for an alien installation, if that's what it was. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd have had a little more fun and like inscribed something weird on it. They could have, that, that's what I would have done. I would have gone yeah. like full Georgia Guidestones on it and inscribed a bunch of shit in different languages and then some made up gobbledygook that no one could actually decipher. Yeah, because that would have been way more fun. That's how you start a conspiracy. That's how you start a good conspiracy, and that's how you make a lot of people look stupid. I've got an idea. <laughs> I've got... Are we going to find a monolith shortly somewhere? I think there's one behind you. <laughs> we found the monolith. That's actually about the size of what it looked like. Yeah, maybe a touch taller, but yeah, that's pretty for, close. For the audio listeners, we are, uh, we're just pointing at a heating lamp that is sitting to the side of Jack. Yeah, but yeah, it's about that, about that height. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll probably get a, some sort of solution to it. Uh, I don't know how many. I think they're up to four. Yeah, somewhere thereabouts. There's been a handful. So I don't know if there's a specific number they have in mind, um, but I would Ooh, assume... They, they could rope numerology into this. That was like, I, I was thinking maybe they stop at like six or something six or, or seven. Nine. Oh, seven, Some, yeah, seven, somewhere the in there. number. Make people think the end times is finally coming. What part of Revelations <laughs> is the shiny metal monolith showing up? <laughs> yeah, I got to refresh uh, the Revelations portion of my research. I got to go read my Bible. So, uh, we got any other news we need to cover? Yeah, I think that's uh, about rats it up. That's the gist of the the alien news that's come out recently. We might have a little more in the next week or so. It seems like they're gearing up for another release or two. Um, we'll we'll do another uh, follow up. Well, we'll do another video episode this week. So we got people with a little little extra some some. Yeah, we we still got we got cover. This is the UFO episode. We still got cover space weirdos at some point during yeah, the week. Yeah, so. we gotta get back to the blue chicken cult. <laughs> okay, uh, butcher's coming. Mamba out. Yeah.